Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On podcast 1875, the Chevrolet Bolt is saved. It's not going anywhere, and it's staying with Ultium technology. I'll tell you more. Stick around. Also on the show, we'll talk Audi and Porsche and Tesla's V4 supercharging. Well, welcome to a new Patreon producer, Gary A. Hammond. Sorry, Patreon executive producer, Gary A. Hammond. Thank you, sir. Your name's in the show notes every day at evnewsdaily.com. I see your name in internet lights, if you like. Anyway, on the Patreon format and also the website, evennewsdaily.com, which is a terrible WordPress blog, but I'm teaching myself WordPress, then you can have a look. Uh, I'll put your name, put your name in the show notes um, as a thank you, of course, and uh, give you a shout on Sundays, and you get the ad-free feed as well. This is how I make my living, and will increasingly be so as we go forward, and uh, it's it's things are okay. EV News Daily has grown over the last 2,000 episodes to something that can support my family and uh, and whatever bring whatever comes our way over the next couple of months. I'll be hopefully giving you some good news about uh, things happening here. But in the meantime, thank you so much to everybody that supports on Patreon. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for Wednesday 26th of July. My name is Martin Lee and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Sorry, this one's coming to you a little bit bit later than ideal. But I had to get all of this news in because the Chevy Bolt is not going anywhere. It's going to make a comeback with Ultium Battery Technology. The CEO of General Motors is Mary Barra, and she confirmed the Bolt will return on an earnings conference call. The announcement contradicts all the earlier reports to say the Bolt was being discontinued at the end of this year. And it's one of the things that I talked about on the Friday Inside EVs podcast, which was done for the last three years, but also news about that show uh, that I do with uh, Dominic and Tom Ologny and Kyle from Out of Spec. Uh, There's also news about that. We won't be on the air this Friday morning, but it doesn't mean it's the last you've seen of the guys on screen and in your ears on podcast. Stay tuned to social channels 
for more details. And I've been saying on the, on that podcast, uh, which sadly uh, we won't be on on Friday morning. I've been saying, but if you strip out the Bolt sales from General Motors numbers, they are a niche EV maker. They literally can't afford to lose the Bolt. Well, either way, the second generation Bolt was equipped, uh, will be equipped with the Ultium battery technology, more performance, more efficiency, more range. I mean, the Bolt had pretty decent range already launched in 2017 on the BEV2 platform with the LG batteries. The Ultium platform, though, also an LG partnership, will be what is behind things like other Cadillacs, the Lyric, the Hummer. Uh, despite uh, the battery recall in 2021, Bolts continue to sell. 22 was its best year. 23, that trend is continuing. 33,500 Bolts sold in the first half of this year. It's affordable. It's really solid. Price dropped down to 27495 MSRP, which is really good value if you've got some extra incentives to stack on top of that. Now, the Orion assembly plant in Michigan, where the Bolt is manufactured, was reported to transition to building the Silverado EV truck. However, the Bolt EV will continue now into a second generation, and I assume it will continue to be made in the same place that it always has been. I didn't listen to the full earnings call. I read the transcripts of that and the reports. That wasn't made clear unless I missed it. I am assuming it gets continued to be made in the Orion assembly plant. Next-gen bolts will have Ultium and Ultify technology. That will allow them to bring that model as a, as a redesigned bolt more quickly and significantly with lower engineering expenses and capital investment. The Chevy lineup will very soon have the Silverado EV, the Blazer EV, the Equinox EV launching next year. That bolt played a huge part in GM's second quarter earnings report, by the way. They announced plans for their next-gen vehicle with uh, the $800 million, almost $800 million charge included in there related to the Bolt's recall because of the potential fire risk. General Motors will produce 100,000 EVs in the second half of this year, they say, and they'll double that next year to 200,000. Those numbers, I swear they're lower than what we were being told a few years ago, but I haven't got the investor decks to hand, and I'm not going to go back through GM investor presentations from three years ago to catch them out. But I swear those numbers seem a lot lower than what we were told a few years ago. The thing is, when you look at the, as I mentioned about what I was saying on the the, the YouTube podcast uh, with with the guys, the Chevy Bolt accounted for nearly all of the EV sales in Q2, 14,000 of the 15,500 EVs that they sold. So if you strip that out, GM is nothing more than a niche EV maker, smaller than the likes of Lucid. So they need the scale the Bolt brings until they can scale, and they will, those aforementioned vehicles. In a move that I read as being the opposite of Tesla, GM on that call also said they plan to invest less in new products and cut operating costs by an additional $1 billion a year. Uh, That's the opposite of what Elon Musk said, which is, I'd rather cut profit and get scale now to get cars on the road. Because Tesla's had these incredible margins. And he's said, I'd rather, I'd rather make less money and have the scale and continue to sell cars than be profitable and sell fewer cars. Well, GM, which is in theory the incumbent big billion dollar, you know, corporate machine, they're the ones that almost sound a little more bearish saying, well, we're not going to spend as much money as we were on development, which 
Doesn't sound good if you want to start developing new electric vehicles. I'm sure they know what they're doing, though. Uh, GM is struggling to increase production of their new electric car batteries, the LTM platform. And their CEO, as I mentioned, described the delays as disappointing. Yeah, that's an understatement of a word, isn't it? Disappointing. But she did attribute them to the supplier's uh, inability to deliver the manufacturing machinery needed Uh, to make those batteries in the first half of this year. Investors are concerned about GM's plans for electric vehicles, uh, the fastest-growing segment of the auto industry, and yet GM uh, don't, at the minute, have a compelling story for today. They do for future product, and down the the line, the roadmap all looks good, but what do they make? Like, one and a half Hummers this year? Uh, I'm being a little facetious, but, like, that's... Without the Bolt, that's it. And so, uh, this is great news. The Bolt was, for me... Uh, a bit of a blind spot for years because we don't get it. Um, and so Bolt owners and and Volt, oh, the Volt was a great car, would email me and say, but you never talk about the Bolt enough. And I think, oh man, you're right. I never did talk about the Bolt enough years ago on this podcast because it was just a blind spot. But people love their cars. I'll pop a link to Car and Driver in the show notes if you'd like to read more. Congratulations to Nissan announcing that its global sales of EVs have now crossed the million unit mark. I swear they've done this already, but uh, they haven't. They have now. Nissan's now hit a million EVs. The Nissan Leaf, of course, drove those sales. Launched in December 2010, over 650,000 of those sold worldwide in 50 markets. Japan, US, Europe. It's made on three continents. Sunderland in the northeast, famously, is where the Nissan Leaf is made. Very proud of that being made here in the UK. In 2022, Nissan started rolling out the Aria, the crossover. Nissan also launched the Sakura, its first EV in the Japanese mini vehicle market. And that sold 50,000 in the last year. Nissan launched 19 EV models by 2030 and aimed to launch EVs powered by their all-solid-state batteries by 2028. I don't know. I I have little alarm bells that go off these days when normally Toyota, but if Toyota, Nissan, whoever, want to go, oh, yeah, but wait for solid-state batteries, they'll be great. Like, you've been saying that for 20 years, like hydrogen. So I just think... Do what you do. Crack on. I'm not holding my breath. But, you know, because semi-solid-state batteries are here already in the Chinese market. And so there's a lot of things said which might say, hey, we're not doing too well at the minute, but we're going to do really, really well in the future. Okay, Nissan. Okay. Um, Cumulative EV sales by region. uh, 230,000 of their EVs in Japan, 210,000 North America, 320,000 here in Europe, 230,000 in China, and other regions, 10,000. That's a million units sold as of the end of June last month. So, oh, I'm only 26 days late with that news. (laughs) Sorry about that. Jaguar are next in the news. Jaguar Land Rover announced strong first quarter results and provided updates on where they're going to go with their electric plans closely tied to Tartar's new battery factory. JLR plans to launch a fully electric car next by next year um, for the Jaguar brand with the Somerset Gigafactory crucial in supplying British-made batteries. The first Jaguar to be launched will be a GT. I can't wait to see that. It's in develop- been in de- development for years. The Jaguar GT, whatever its name is, then there'll be two crossovers that follow it, released at a rate of no more than one per year. The four-door GT will be seen in 2024, so sometime in the next 18 months, for 2025 on sale date. They're aiming for 430 miles of range, £100,000 cost, all-wheel drive, and charging 200 miles in 15 minutes. Uh, They've not said what the 
battery pack size would be, but say the average efficiency is four miles per kilowatt hour, and it's probably going to be less because it'll be a really big, heavy car. But given, but don't say that it's 80 mile an hour driving. So, you know, mixed driving, four miles per kilowatt hour, only because I can do those maths. Um, well, 200 divided by four uh, is 50. So you'd need 50 kilowatt hours to do that 200 miles. And they want to add that in 15 minutes. Well, there's four lots of 15 in 60 minutes. So times that by four. And that 50 becomes 200. That's 200 kilowatt charge speed. Uh, to get to uh, 200 miles. That seems doable for a car that's out in 2025. Hopefully my man maths aren't too terrible there. All three cars will be built on Jaguar's electrified architecture, the JEA platform. Production volume for the new range of the three Jags will be 50,000 cars per year with a dedicated facility in Solihull at their production. As for the Range Rover bit of the business, the company still plan to introduce their battery-powered Range Rover this year. We will see it before the end of the year. They've only got six months, and it'll be on sale in 2024. That's based on the MLA platform, like the existing vehicles. The CEO of JLR, uh, the new chap, Adrian Martel, who is now in position in his new role, uh, said the new battery factory is going to be crucial in helping them deliver those vehicles. Right, coming up, we're going to talk Audi's new Q6 and SQ6 and Tesla V4 supercharger. Stick around. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to the podcast. You can strip out those ads you just heard by signing up to be a Patreon supporter. If you don't mind the ads, well, then that's a jobs are good and the podcast is free. And if you want to be a producer or exec producer, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash EV News Daily. They do all of the billing and the credit card stuff and they take 5%, which I think is amazing compared to other things like Google and YouTube and stuff. 5% is what they take to do all their business. And I get the rest. So that is that, that. These days, that's a really, really good revenue share. I've been with Patreon for such a long time. I think it's different for new signups. Um, but I get a ton. Of, I get like a ton of the money that you um, kindly support with. Now, Volvo's EX30. That's the SUV, mini SUV, had its US event at a 
Classic Car Club Manhattan uh, building. Uh, it had its Milan debut a few weeks ago, didn't it? But the EX30 will go on sale in the summer of 2024, exactly one year away. They're aiming for 275 miles of range, not to 63.4 seconds. What? 3.4 seconds in the EX30. That would make it. Wouldn't that make it the fastest Volvo production car ever in what is going to be the bottom of the line? Amazing. Base price, 34950 Ah, oh, I cannot wait to see the EX30. I'm psyched about it. Volvo's first small, fully electric SUV had its US launch this week, so it's going to get a US release. And it will expand Volvo's EV lineup to be a vehicle underneath the XC40 and the C40, and obviously a long way underneath the flagship EX90. The vehicle's charging capabilities are noteworthy. They're saying 10 to 80% in 25 minutes. They're saying 150 kilowatts peak. That's a really good peak. It's all about the curve, isn't it? If it can hold 153 and just go zoom to 80%, that's mega. If it just sort of like just tickles the peak and then drops down, that's not so good. But I think if they're talking about a 25-minute 10 to 80 on a big old battery, that's going to be pretty consistent. It'll hold that. It'll get its thermal management under control. The EX30 is built with environmental considerations in mind, with recycled aluminium and steel and plastic as well. Despite being built in China, the EX30 will be competing with the mainstream models like the Chevy Equinox EV, but it won't get the federal tax credits because of where it's made. Big tablet-style screen in the centre, big sound bar across the top of the dash as well, and the EX30 will come in two versions. Rear-wheel drive, less power, and all-wheel drive, 422 horsepower, both, though, with the 64 kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery, NMC battery technology on that. Volvo Cars of the USA created the Volvo Mobile Studio, and it's going to travel, uh, traveling versions all, uh, all around the US. It's like a mobile version of their static facilities in New York and LA and Milan and Stockholm and Shanghai, etc. Right, Audi next in the news, and they've given some journalists the chance to get behind the wheel of their new Q6 e-tron and SQ6 e-tron, unveiling the early versions of those to the media in the Faroe Islands, actually. That's a nice press trip to get invited on. We'd have to come to the Faroe Islands and drive an EV that no one's seen yet. Oh, go on then, you twist me arm. Uh, the upcoming Audi Q6 e-tron is an all-electric SUV, 373 miles of range, 270 kilowatt DC fast charging. Hubba, hubba. Uh, the two SUVs, will be the electric versions of the Q5 and SQ5, short overhangs, very much long wheelbase, EV style, built on the PPE platform. So Audi's first ones, I think that's the first cars that will be coming out on a premium platform electric. So 800 volt, very fast charging, 100 kilowatt hour batteries, 93 usable, I think. Um, Great energy density of these new pouch cells. And uh, the Q6 and the SQ6, e-trons uh, will have their the next-gen motors from Audi, more modular, more efficient, quieter, uh, with, they say, hairpin windings and direct oil cooling for the rotor and stator. I'll take their word that that's a very good thing. Uh, the flagship SQ6 has almost 500 horsepower and has a boost mode as well, 4.5 seconds, 0 to 60, little thin LED headlights, as is the fashion these days, a big fake flat grill, big LED light bar and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there'll be obviously the coupe version and the SUV version, as Audi also do with their lineup. Full reveal before the end of the year. 
Tesla unveiling another V4 supercharger. I've mentioned this one was coming. I think it was being built last time I told you about it in France. This one, according to this report, is open to all EV brands. I did a quick search on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter as much anymore. I'm trying to be better at uh, mixing myself around all the various sites. I just used to be Twitter all the time, but it's clearly a different place these days. And so I'm trying to be better at all the various things, and I'm just... <laughs> Rather than not doing that, I'm not doing any of them. Uh, but I'm on threads as EV News and Instagram as EV News, um, and then the other places as EV News daily. And um, uh, yeah, I need to do some more research because I need to see other cars plugged into it. This new one is in France in the A7 uh, uh, kind of main road uh, near Chastes sur Rhone. Uh, eight stalls. Eight stalls, V4s, and this report says open to all brands. Uh, that's amazing. That's brilliant. I mean, it's not full speed yet. Uh, we have had two V4 stations open up. There was a 12-stall one with a pass-through. for That was sort of separately set slightly apart from the others where you can pull in with a trailer. And then the first V4 supercharger was in the Netherlands back in March. 16 stalls at that one. But this is only charging at 250 kilowatts, which V3s charge at. Uh, so at some point, they will have to unlock the extra power in the V4s, whether that is a simple change of the electronics or just a software limit they've got at the minute or something with the cabinets and they've got obviously the longer charging cables to accommodate the various different positions of charge ports on third party vehicles a uh, thousand volt support would also be coming and that means that uh, those cars like the you know the lucids the audis the korean cars that have the higher pack voltages can really make the most of uh, of their of their pack voltage rather than being slightly hobbled and using their own kind of onboard converters. Now, the UK is holding steady on their petrol ban. Earlier in the week, our Prime Minister, bless his socks, Rishi Sunak, was talking about the 2030 petrol ban and was saying, oh, I don't know, you know, people are hard-working, families are under pressure, we're not sure. And it's like, oh my goodness, the car industry just had a huge sigh at the same time. And went, what are you talking about? Are you going to back out of this? They had to wheel out somebody else to go, no, 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 the Prime Minister was wrong. I mean, whether he was just, I don't know, spitballing or something or just <sighs> shooting the breeze. And it's like, oh, come on, the industry needs clear guidance they don't need you coming out being like oh no we're all about the hard working family and evs are expensive and what where did that come from anyways they wheeled out a chap called michael gove who is an interesting character senior government minister uh, to go out do a tour of the tv and radio stations and say the uk government is reaffirming 2030 the car industry does not need to worry petrol and diesel will be banned despite what the prime minister happened to accidentally say uh, the decision to stick with the ban comes amid concerns in the ev industry uh, about any potential backtracking which would destroy the investment that is currently going on the specifics of the green policies that might be relaxed, Michael Gove said, would be things like some of the legislation coming in which would ban gas boilers and make us have heat pumps. You're saying, well, maybe we'll move that back a little bit because people's budgets are tight. So that's a little more understandable. Right, moving on. Porsche is committing to Formula E until 2026. Looking like they'll win it this year with Jake Dennis from the Andretti Porsche customer team. Uh, They started in 2019 with a five-year plan extending through to the end of 2026. Now Porsche is staying. Uh, London E-Prix is this weekend, 29th and 30th of July. The Gen 3 cars use, of course, that technology from the company behind 
exclusive. Texas is the next state to work out how to make money from electric vehicles. They're implementing additional fees for EV owners during registration. The Senate Bill 505 was passed by the Texas legislature uh, during the 88th session. There's a $200 annual fee for EVs and a uh, for renewals and $400 for new EV purchases in Texas. The money will go straight to the uh, budgets for roadway construction and maintenance, they say. And finally, you'll like this one. I, I smiled. Um, the Mystery of the Missing Power. Uh, this is a, a great website that is very good. I love to, to read Fleet News. Uh, fleetnews.co.uk, always very good. But they have sort of dressed this one up a little bit. The article says that fleets of EVs are reporting that they can't account for missing electricity and no one knows where it's going. Maybe someone's stealing the electricity during the charging process. They're just coming in at night and siphoning some off. 15% of the electricity some fleets have noticed between what they're spending and what's ending up in the EV is missing. And now the Association of Fleet Professionals is opening an investigation. Dun-dun-dun! For these discrepancies, where is the missing 15% of electricity going? Is there a thief out there? Dun, dun, dun! They will find out. This article claims that the AFP is trying to understand what's causing this apparent loss of electricity. Is it merely going into poof, thin air? And that is magic. Let me explain to them the basics of electrical energy. Energy gets lost during EV charging because of, well, many factors. The onboard charger, the charging cable, the charging power, the EV battery itself because of what it's made of. The onboard charger converts AC power to DC to store it in the lithium-ion battery. Uh, That's the primary contributor to energy loss because of heat. Heat is energy lost. They get hot. Uh, the efficiency of the onboard charger can be anywhere, depending on what EV you buy, of 75 to 95% efficient. Energy loss happens in the charging cable because of resistance. The shorter the cable, the lower the resistance. But still, the charging power affects energy loss. Higher power generates heat. And we just established heat is energy leaving, uh, leading to more energy loss. The thicker cables can help reduce that and uh, less resistance. The conversion of electrical energy into chemical energy, for instance, in the lithium-ion battery. Um, I guess that happens as well. It's not as significant, but it does happen. Uh, what else? There's, oh, there's the thermal management system as well to either keep the battery hot or cool. If it's very, very, very cold outside, then often some of the batteries that have better systems will heat themselves up before charging on a cold day and equally cooling on a hot day as well, or when they've made themselves hot. That requires, guess what? Boom! Energy, people. I don't think the fleets need to open an investigation into who is stealing this 15% of electricity. But it made me smile. <laughs> I, I hope I've not come across as too sarcastic. I think I probably have. It was all meant with love and tongue firmly in cheek. Perhaps they need not open an investigation, but rather need better consultants who are probably charging them a fortune to tell them about electric vehicles. Yours truly would happily do it for a suitable fee. And that's your podcast for today. Premium partners of the show are Phil Roberts of Electric Future at EF.Energy, Porsche of the Village Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. 
Derek Riley is rebranding his EV Review Island YouTube channel. More soon. Octopus Electroverse. Global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric moments. Providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.